0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for
1: free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh,
0: oh, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Manufacturing jobs for local high school students and so far have sponsored factory tours for almost 10,000 kids. And it's working. If it works for Roger, it could work for your community too.
1: Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy
0: Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all way live.
1: Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas.
0: Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had linguist. no idea. I love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith.
1: <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy.
0: Daddy hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? It must
1: be <laughs> that uh, David Bowie song,
0: Jiggy Break Guitar, Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for being on the show. Presenting, I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a
1: few of my trick shots there. Thank
0: you very much, Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. It is a bonus hour of the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program, coast to coast. Boner to bowler on iHeartRadio, also 50-plus stations throughout the U.S. and Canada, simulcasted worldwide on our website at jiggyjigwire.com. 20-plus AM FM stations in the Starcom Radio Network as well. Fantastic stuff today. We've got a great guest going to be joining us here in a few moments. Susan is going to tell us about an incredible book. We've got her coming up here on our big broadcast 12 minutes after the hour and the Jiggy Jaguar radio program is brought to you by our fantastic friends over there at gravitywaterfilterpros.com. Amazing piece of business, my gravity water filtration systems. You can get more information at gravitywaterfilterpros.com. Those who will order, get $15 with a uh, coupon code RADIO. Check out Go GoBerkies, sport bottles, accessories, all sorts of different things. Please, please check out gravitywaterfilterpros.com. And tell them you heard about it here, all transmedia worldwide. We've got a great guest with us on the telephone. She has written an incredible, incredible book and uh it is it's about heroes uh when disaster strikes heroes fight back disaster heroes salutes them all we've got susan bernard with us today she's the author of disaster heroes and susan uh welcome to the program and tell me a little bit about this book thanks
1: very much for having me today yes um, yes yeah, it's great to be here i'm the book is just Something that's been a project of mine ever since I first um, was at Katrina helping volunteer groups to rebuild after um, Katrina on the ground in New Orleans, I became inspired by so many of the, the, the everyday heroes that I met. So not only the first responders, but the everyday people that were telling me their stories of survival and how they were helping to save lives. And then I realized, you know what, every time there's a disaster, I'm in the field of disaster management, so I've seen many of them and every time there's always a common thing that happens which is we see communities come together we see strangers cross borders to help save others we see so much good that comes from disasters um, that we don't see coverage in the media unfortunately so i really wanted to show that yes humanity still exists and there are some incredible people doing some incredible things that you don't ever get to hear about and i wanted to just reflect some of those stories that are out
0: there disaster heroes is an amazing amazing book um how does the book and 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 some of the uh, some of the research and the writing process tell me a little bit about that that you did for this great book disaster heroes tell me all about it
1: sure um i'll tell you maybe the inspiration and then what i sought out after that okay My first inspiration was meeting mr ronnie Goldman. And he was a volunteer that was assigned with me to help rebuild uh, New Orleans after Katrina. But I'd heard his, when he was telling me his story, it wasn't to do with his response with Katrina. It had to do with his response after 9-11, actually. Um, So Ronnie Goldman, a New Orleanian, sitting in his kitchen one day, a few days after 9-11, he's watching the news, and he's watching the the address given by President George Bush at the time at Ground Zero, at Ground Zero of 9-11. As the camera pans out, Ronnie notices what the president is standing on as he's giving his address to the nation. And he was standing on a burned-out fire truck. Ronnie immediately thinks, wow, New York Fire Department is in big trouble. He'd heard that they'd lost almost 100 of their fire rescue vehicles alone. Um, So of course there was tragic losses in human loss, but also a lot of vehicles were lost as well. Right away Ronnie thought to himself, you know what? New York's in big trouble. We have to show these terrorists who they're dealing with. We're going to rebuild the New York City Fire Department. And the very next day, Ronnie did just that. He called into a local radio talk show, came up with the idea of let's start a state fundraising campaign by one of the poorest states in the union to be able to raise and deliver enough money to be able to build and deliver three, they may raise enough for three, brand-new fire trucks. Uh, from the the state of Louisiana to the city of New York after 9-11 to help them rebuild
0: amazing Um,
1: but that so that is just part of the story i call the spirit of louisiana which was the first truck that they raised enough money um it actually made a detour uh, because president bush wanted to recognize it at the white house first before it went on its journey to be delivered to new york city Um, so it made a guest appearance on the white house lawn um, to be greeted by president bush at the time Um, and also it was back in new orleans last week for the book launch in new orleans but I call it the gift that keeps on giving because little did Ronnie Goldman know that four years later, the spirit would be back in New Orleans. A bunch of New York City firefighters hopped back on it, brought it all the way back to help respond and rebuild after Katrina. Wow. But it didn't end there. (laughs) A couple of years later, Hurricane Sandy hit New York City again. What happened? A bunch of Louisiana firefighters hopped right back on the spirit of Louisiana and brought it right back. Long Island to help rebuild after that disaster. So that was just (laughs) one incredible story of so many others out there. Ronnie was not a firefighter. He was not somebody who was trained in emergency management. He was a local phone engineer who had one idea, that he just picked up the phone and acted upon it, and then from that came this huge initiative that involved hundreds of thousands of others uh, to get involved to be able to give back to New York City after 9-11.
0: Amazing, amazing stuff. We've got a great guest with us today joining us on the telephone. Uh, this this book, Susan, by the way, is fantastic. We've got Susan Bernier with us today. She's the author of Disaster Heroes, and uh, it is an amazing, amazing piece of business. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about this five year old Evan Parnas, uh, who inspired yeah. her his dad uh, to marshal some of the efforts. Tell us a little bit about this, this, uh, this individual.
1: That's another incredible story. And that shows you that it doesn't matter how old you are. You can be of any age to be a hero. Um, And little Evan Parnass, at five years old, a couple of years after 9-11, his family had lost a very close friend after the 9-11 terror attacks, unfortunately. But a couple of years later, we fast forward. Evan and his family are watching news coverage of the San Diego wildfires in 2003. Just by a question that Evan asked his father, about, you know, what can we do to help these children? I'd like to donate my toys and my extra stuffed animals and the Halloween things that I got um, this year. How can I send those to those children who have lost everything in those wildfires? And just from that one question spawned this beautiful initiative that his father went on to create something called the New York Says Thank You Foundation. And so since then, what it does is it gives back to all of the communities across America on behalf of those who were directly affected as well as indirectly affected by 9-11. So we've got first responders who were directly involved in responding to and lost people, coworkers. Um, in 9-11, going and rebuilding as a, as a form of um, rehabilitation for them, but also, again, to give back, to say thank you to all of the communities across America who gave so much to New York City after 9-11. So every year during the aniver- at the anniversary of 9-11, 9-12, 9-13, and so on and so on, you see these rebuilding efforts going on, teams of people who were impacted directly by something so horrible a tragedy is 9-11, be able to reach out and give back and show people that we will not, you know, we, we have not lost. We are continuing to fight, we are continuing to grow, and we are helping each other as humans across America rebuild.
0: We've got a great guest with us today. We're going to take a quick time out here. When we come back, we're going to uh keep chatting here and uh this this book is simply simply incredible. Before we go to break, how do we how do we pick this up?
1: Sorry, yes, before we go to break. Um, yes. You can find me on my website or they can go to amazon.com.
0: Well, we're going to do this. We're going to take time out. Susan's coming back with us here in our her big program. Welcome back to our big broadcast, Coast to Coast. Honor to Honor on the Starcom Radio Network. Also, 50 plus stations AM, FM stations nationwide and amfm247.com and our good friends at iHeartRadio. We're going to get back into it here in a few moments with our great guests. but this segment of our big broadcast is brought to you by our fantastic friends at extremedailycash.com. That's extremedailycash.com. It's a way for the baby boomers to make money, even if they've not saved for retirement. It's a way out for them. Check out extremedailycash.com. Com. That's extremedailycash.com, and we'll spell it for you, E-X-T-R-E-M-E-D-A-I-L-Y-C-A-S-H.com, extremedailycash.com, and tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia. Worldwide, we've got the uh, great author with us today. Now, um, Susan, this this book is incredibly well written. Uh, it's it, it's about a subject that uh, we love here on this broadcast, and that's uh, heroes. Um, Susan Burnmeyer is with us today. She's the author of Disaster Heroes. Now, um, you you talked about the five-year-old Evan Parnas in our last segment. We've also talked about this uh, this gentleman, Ronnie. Goldman. Um, Tell us a little bit about Brandon Fisher and his team from Pennsylvania. Tell us about them.
1: Now, Brandon Fisher, I love this story, too, because it's one that a lot of people don't know about across the world, particularly in Chile, but also in America. And I really thought that more people need to be aware of it. I'm sure a lot of people remember watching the coverage back several years ago with the Chilean mine collapse and those 33 miners that were saved. Um, well, we, we do remember that, and, and even when, we, when I think back and look at what I was watching during that news coverage, I would think of the heroes as those who, if you remember, there was that small capsule um, where they were going in and bringing up those men individually through that capsule to be able to be rescued. But it took them over 33 days to drill down through that difficult rock to be able to reach those men at all. And the reason they were able to even drill down to do that was because of an American. Brandon Fisher, most people are not aware of this story. Now, Brandon, um, as he was watching the news coverage and saw the, the collapse and the Chilean media, what they were reporting, um, the Chilean government was saying that with the technology that they had and the drill systems that they had available, it would take them about 60 days. Brandon knew. He was an owner of a uh, drilling supply company in the U.S. He knew firsthand from doing other mine rescues in America that there's no way that these men would survive for those 60 days they needed to be rescued within half that time or they would have perished right away brandon thought well i don't have anybody i don't know anybody in chile what am i going to do but with perseverance every single day with whatever route they could they finally were able to reach somebody within the chilean government to be able to convince them that he brandon fisher had created the only drill in the world to his knowledge that would be able to drill down to be able to rescue those men in time to save their lives. Indeed, he did. So Brandon Fisher ended up being what we all recall as plan B, because plan A kept failing, the drill kept breaking. Plan B really is Brandon Fisher from Berlin, Pennsylvania, who ended up sending himself, his entire team, all of the equipment for free, everything, and were there on the ground until they were able to touch down and make sure that they could save those men.
0: Wow. Wow. Amazing, amazing stuff. You're going to read about this in uh, Disaster Heroes. We've got Susan Bernmeyer with us today here on our broadcast. And uh, this you've got some incredible, incredible stories here. Um, tell us a little bit about this U.S. Airways flight. Uh, You know, the miracle on the the Hudson. Hudson. Yes, tell us about this. A lot
1: of people are familiar with that. I guess it was called the U.S. Airways Flight 1549, where, of course, Captain Sully made a miraculous uh, landing on the Hudson River, if you all recall, a few years ago. Unbelievable, heroic action on his part, for sure, and highly deserved. However, there were a lot of behind-the-scenes heroes, including one specifically that I profile, which is Captain Guda Gouda, a captain uh, of a ferry boat that was in the area at the time, and witnessed this odd landing, and he knew something obviously was wrong. As soon as he saw the plane land, just instinctively, um, without knowing that he had to seek permission first, he instinctively maneuvered his vessel to where the plane was landing, because he knew he was seeing people coming out of the plane and sitting on the wings. Somebody had to rescue those people from those wings. If you recall, there was some footage showing people were sliding off of the wings as the wings were icing up during that afternoon. There was actually one woman who would have, could have been the only potential casualty even with the safe landing of the plane. She slid off the wing of the plane, fell into the freezing water. If it were not for Captain Gouda and his crew who plucked her out of the water, she would have drowned in the water because she did not know how to swim. And again, just one of those hidden stories that nobody really hears about because we had a hero that saved a life. So we didn't have to hear in the news that there was a casualty, and it's because of that unseen hero.
0: Heck of a deal. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Susan Bernmeyer joins us here on the broadcast. Now, um, what what are some of your expectations for the book?
1: Well, I'm hoping, if anything, that... People will read these stories and become inspired to know that you don't have to be a first responder. You don't have to be trained in something to help in an emergency. Um, I think that all of these stories reflect these were people that just had an idea and took action upon it and just told somebody. If you think of something, say something, do something about it, instead of watching something on the news, know that you, even as a five-year-old boy, could make a difference. Or, you know, any age, any background, any of us can make a difference. And it's not just about physically being able to save lives. But a lot of these stories talk about how we all come together, and it really just takes a leader and one person, and those are the heroes, um, that are able to then just create this whole movement, and we see this every disaster. I think the other thing I would like to see out of this, um, I quote Mr. Rogers in the book as well, who told a story um, a long time ago to, to a reporter who. He would explain that when he saw bad things in the news as a child, he would run to his mother, and his mother would tell Mr. Rogers as a child, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. So Mr. Rogers said from that point onwards, when he saw news coverage on the news of something bad happening, He would focus on picking out the heroes and the helpers. And I'll tell you, that's something that we should be telling our children to do as well, because disasters, unfortunately, are not going to go away. We're going to see horrible things happen. We're going to see news coverage of it. But I think what we should do is try to ensure our children focus on, have them pick out the heroes within the scene. Instead of the death and the destruction and the devastation that, unfortunately, we will see, have them pick out the police officer in the background who's helping to save a life. Help them pick out the firefighter who's in the background, who's working with people to put out that fire. If we just look and open our eyes and are aware of all of the helpers and heroes that are out there every single day, we will be able to see them that much better.
0: Now, uh, Susan, before we let you go, uh, how do we connect with you online and uh, get yeah, in touch so with you? you can come
1: to my website um, and contact me through there. It's SuzanneBernier.com. I'm going to spell that out for everybody. It's S-U-Z-A-N as in Nancy, N as in Nancy, E, B as in Bob, E-R-N as in Nancy, I-E-R.com. Again, that's suzanne D-E-R-N-I-E-R dot com. And you can Google Disaster Heroes, and hopefully there'll be plenty of things that show up for you, including some great reviews that we've got so far. And I encourage you all to, to just uh, pick up a copy for Father's Day, perhaps for one of your favorite firefighters or police officers that are out there saving lives every day. Um, it's, it's just a great read for and, and inspiration, an inspirational read for our children and, and for everybody out there that wants to make a difference.
0: Now, what's next for you as an author?
1: Pardon me, sorry? What,
0: what, what's next for you as an well, you author? Well, I'm
1: thinking, I think Ron, Ronnie's wife and I, so Ronnie Goldman, the creator of The Spirit of Louisiana, we've already talked about our next endeavor, which is a joint project where we're going to be lo- working on a children's book together about recounting the story of The Spirit of Louisiana. And the gift that kept on giving uh, it 's just something i 'm really excited about, and I think it would be able to be a great message to children across the country, uh, showing them you know the little engine that could crossing state lines and going crossing back again to help um, so that'll be one of the next projects, but i'm hoping that i mean there are so many incredible heroes out there i don 't I, I don't lack material, that's for sure, to perhaps have a Disaster <laughs> hero 2 or
0: 3 in the future as well. Well, it is a, uh, it's a heck of a book, Susan. Thanks for being with us today, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being on. Thanks
1: so much, James. Thank you.
0: Definitely. Have yourself a wonderful day. Susan Bernmeyer with us today. We're going to take a timeout. Well, oh, it's a bonus hour for the world-famous Cheeky Jake, while you show back here in a few moments.